0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 165, Are You More Cocky Than Cautiously Discerning? As we've been walking through the life of David, now David, the king of Israel. It's been an adventure so far. We have seen young David out doing what he was told to do by his father, just minding his own business, taking care of the sheep. And Samuel the prophet was called to his house and anointed him to be the future king of Israel. Flash forward 15 years, more than, you know, give or take a year or two, and being stalked, being chased, being put in all sorts of situations, then mourning over the death of his best friend Jonathan, taking over as king of Judah. And then eventually, as we celebrated in last week's podcast, we saw that God's promises are always fulfilled. And David became the second king of Israel, but God's true king of Israel. And this week we have a, a unique little story. It is a story that happened very early in David's reign. And we're gonna jump straight into it. We're only going over a two or three verses. But I want you to listen to the attitude of the Jebusites. So what this comes down to is David has his his sights set on the town of Jerusalem to be the capital city of Israel. And at that time, Jerusalem was inhabited by a group called the Jebusites. And I want you to listen to their attitude. And I want you to prayerfully consider when you might have had their cocky attitude when it comes to your life, when it comes to your decisions when it comes to whether you feel you are invincible, especially regarding sin. So here we go. Second Samuel 5, 6-8. David then led his men to Jerusalem to fight against the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land who were living there. The Jebusites taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and lame could keep you out. For the Jebusites thought they were safe. But David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. On the day of the attack, David said to his troops, I hate those lame and blind Jebusites. Whoever attacks them should strike by going into the city through the water tunnel. That is the origin of the city. The blind and the lame may not enter the house. It was a A novel, I guess you could say, idea that David had as to how to penetrate the city of Jerusalem. But we're not here to talk about military strategy. I want to focus on the attitude of the Jebusites. What did we hear out of them? You'll never get in here. Even the blind and lame could keep you out. And even though they were talking about a physical city, they thought that they were invincible. It reminds me of one of our very first podcasts, which you can get to those in the hidden episodes link at the bottom of the show notes. But thinking about the people of Jericho, early on in the book of Joshua, I want to say it's Joshua 6, where God calls the people of Israel to go up against the people of Jericho. And Jericho was to be this impenetrable city. They had walls in ways that were just about impossible. And they were impossible from a human perspective. And yet they were not invincible. God sent the Israelites around for seven days. And then God just walked, knocked down the walls. I mean, pretty simple stuff there. Obey God and God just took down every defense that the people of Jericho thought they had. But it's not just non-Christians who have that feeling of invincibility. But we, as followers of Christ, It's even more dangerous when it's our attitude. As I was mentally preparing to record this podcast, God pricked my heart and reminded me of an example in my own life. One that I am not proud of in any way, shape, or form. I'm thinking I was probably in my early 20s. And there was a person that I was not fond of. Uh, I didn't agree with their behavior. I didn't agree with their choices. But. They got themselves. In trouble. In a certain way. And I remember. I'm squinting. You can't see it. But I'm squinting. Because I don't even want to admit this to myself. But. I pretty much gloated. I hate to say that. I just thought they had made the worst mistake and that could never happen to me. (laughs) Flash forward just a few years. And if I didn't put myself in the same mess except exponential Isn't it amazing how pride cometh before the fall 1 Corinthians 10 12-13 If you think you are standing strong be careful not to fall The Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Because all of us, all of us, no matter whether we've been following Christ for 10 minutes or we've been following Christ for 90 years, we are not an impenetrable fortress where temptation does not come our way. Our temptations may look different as we grow in our relationship to Christ. That's one of the things I wrote a blog post a few years ago. And that's what God really impressed upon me that our temptations as we grow closer to Christ our temptations may change. Doesn't mean we don't have them, but we may not struggle with the same ones that young Christians do. But there are sins of commission, things you do, and sins of omission, things you know to do but don't do. And as young Christians, oftentimes we are very, very focused on the sins of commission. And yet we omit sharing Jesus with others. Spending quality time in His Word. There's just We're never going to get away from sin. And we know from God's word that Satan is a deceiver. And Satan can penetrate our defenses. I've always told my Sunday school class that Satan really does not have to be very intelligent in order to trip many of us up. Like, it's pretty pretty easy to figure out how to tempt a young single lady. How do you tempt a young single lady? Well, you put an attractive single guy in front of her. Like we sometimes are are so easily tempted. But it is so easy to look at others And see them fall. And whether we verbalize it or not. In our heart of hearts. We're thinking. That could never happen to me. And yet Paul said. If you think you are standing strong. Be careful not to fall. He goes on in verse 13. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And that is if you're looking for a way out. But when we are so cocky, like the Jebusites in our scripture text today, we're so cocky, we're not looking for a way out. We're not looking to God. We are looking at me and what I want and how easily we can be caught off guard. David and his men went in through the water system. The Jebusites did not see that coming at all. So what are the water tunnels in your life? I want you to think, as your weekly assignment feature, I want you to identify in which situations has overconfidence led you to disastrous consequences. It may have been in romantic relationships. It may have been in career choices. It may have been In dating relationships, where you put yourself in situations that you never dreamed that you would face the temptations that you did and you would make the choices. You know, I'm just pondering somebody that I know. And I I just can't imagine that they would have ever dreamed that their life would have turned out the way it has. Never would it have been mapped out in the way that it has unfolded. And so much of that was personal choices. I really, as we ponder this for this week, I really want to pray for all of us. That we we humble ourselves before the Lord. And really ask Him to show you what ways Satan is using tunnels of deception it may be the internet it may be those Facebook messages that you're getting from somebody you dated in high school and it's nice to have somebody give you attention And yet you're both married to other people. It may be that attention that that young clerk gives you at work really helps your ego. You're thinking there's nothing wrong with that. Well, is it honoring God? Is it honoring God? your spouse. You know, it's it's not far into Scripture from where we are now that we're going to see David. David that is so triumphant at this time and David who has endured so much in the years between his blessing as the future king and his receiving That promise. But we're going to see him. We're not going to see him victorious. We're going to see him fall. We're going to see him fall. Well, let's say run. Forget about fall. Run into sin. Sin that hurt him. Sin that hurt others. Sin that hurt his nation. Sin that hurt his family. There is none, not one of us, as Romans says that there's none righteous. No, not one. So prayerfully consider where are your weak points? Where are those places? where Satan has made headway and you haven't even seen it. You may think, I've got it all together. And the way he is getting to you is through pride. (laughs) Or it may be specific activities that you are engaging in that you are convincing yourself, oh, it's really not that bad. One of the things that, I'll be honest with you, drives me. Are certain sins. That people. I, I just, it's hard for me even say it. They say, well. It's not hurting anyone else. Let's use pornography as an example. I have heard that statement where pornography, the viewing of pornography, is not hurting anyone. Oh, really? Well, let's think about that for a moment. Number one, it is hurting the person who views the pornography because it changes that person's perspective regarding sexuality, regarding human beings, regarding themselves. So therefore, it changes every relationship that they have. But let's take it a step further. How many people were harmed in the production of the pornography. How many people were trafficked, told that they were going to be um, the next model, and they were going to make all this money, and yet they were trafficked, and their bodies were used to film pornographic acts, For others to pay to watch. And on and on and on and on and on and on. on. There is no sin. That does not harm. Multiple people. And. All sin. Hinders your relationship with God. I know that God had me say that for somebody. Because when I sat down to record this, never in my wildest dreams did I expect to go that route. So, if that touched your heart, like, consider that straight from the Lord. We all have our own water tunnels. We have those places where we don't even think about being a place or an avenue of sin that would destroy us and yet it can and it will if we don't get past the cockiness and become cautiously discerning and pray a prayer such as Psalm 139, 23 through 24 you should have this memorized by now I've prayed it so many times, but dear God, I pray that you would search each of us and know our hearts. You would test each of us and know our anxious thoughts. You would point out any way in us that offends you and you would lead us in the way everlasting. Dear Father, for any water tunnels that we have in our life that we are totally unaware of, either because of cockiness, because we don't feel like we could possibly fall into that trap, or just by ignorance, where we're just not looking and Satan is gaining ground. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would open up our spiritual eyes and ears and you would help us see what he is trying to do, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of those we love. Dear Father, I pray that we would go to you. I pray that we would trust in you, I pray that we would hand our hearts over to you and that we would be 100% surrendered to allow you to root out anything in us that is not of you. Dear God, for those sins that people are tempted to think do not affect others. Oh, dear Father, in the name of Jesus. Please convict them. Please open up their spiritual eyes and ears. Please let them see your perspective on sin. May they be like Isaiah and come to the place where they realize that they're a person of unclean lips and they live amongst a people of unclean lips where they see themselves in light of who you are and all they can do is bow down And ask for forgiveness. Plead for your mercy. And then worship you. I thank you. Because I know you will answer this prayer. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got the verses down below. As well as resources. Have the information for the hidden podcast episodes have the link to the Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. If you want to reach out, if you have any questions, comments, you can reach me at Jesus at gmail.com. And as always, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.